Bobby the Boomer. His mission is to inspire belief, rekindle his clan's fire, to revive the hopes and dreams of his tribe so they will rise up once again. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. Nope. It's Bobby the Boomer. Bobby the Boomer. Hey, Bobby. Bobby boy. Yes, Grandpa. Go fix it the world. Here's Bobby. Well, hello, this is Bobby the Boomer, the Baby Boomer's buddy, your buddy, saying hello to you today. And today's episode is a little bit different because I'm not in my mobile studio, in my, I'm in my non-mobile apartment. <laughs> and I thought I'd try something different, hence the title today, For Better or Worse. So we'll see if this comes out better or worse, but you'll find out. The moral of the story is how we look at things, and that's how we can perceive things. I've been doing a lot of episodes lately and reflecting on things that I've done or shouldn't have done and all the different titles that we've had of just do it, don't do it, <laughs> picky, picky, picky. And if you've missed any of those episodes, you can go back in the listening platform of your pleasure and just scroll up or down however your uh, show notes show. You could look at the title of the episode and click on it, download it, or do however you wish to listen to it at your listening pleasure. But I wish you'd listen to this one first. And if you'd like to, you could subscribe. I wish you would. And that way, every time a new episode comes out, you will be notified and you won't miss a single one. And we'll build our tribe and you will be up to what? Bobby's talking about most of the time. Because my titles are pretty self-explanatory. Might have a little twist into it every once in a while. Just so we'll get your attention and hope you'll listen. If you'd like to give me a review, please do on iTunes. The way they rate it is one is goes from one to five. One is the least. Five is the most. And you give me what you think I deserve. I'd be grateful for whatever. And if you want to give constructive criticism, go right ahead and uh, express yourself. Express yourself. Wasn't that a song or something back in our day, baby boomers? Anyway, uh, but be nice. And as I've been kind of pondering the episodes when I look at my analytics and all the stats and see how things are coming out, I look at the titles and I kind of rewind and review. <laughs> I've been reflecting on some of the titles and some of the things I've been talking about and how I used to beat myself up with regrets and oh how I messed up and how I just oh what am I going to do oh 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 you know all that there and we live in the past and we're looking to a better future but you know you keep on pushing back to the past thinking about how you messed up well I think it is a matter of perspective on whether it's better or worse how you look at things now, I know I stole the the saying from the wedding ceremony for when they take the man and the woman as your husband or wife and they say for better or worse for sickness and health, richer or poor, and all that stuff. But I thought, well, let me uh, do the little twist on there, and, and let me make it to where it's a matter of perspective. Now, I told a story recently on one of the past episodes, Don't Do It, was how I quit the post office when I could have had a really good job and get transferred if I just waited. You can go back on that episode if you wish, but I quit a job and I shouldn't have done it. And then I beat myself up because I forgot something better was coming along and I just didn't think about it. I let emotions and anger rule and I messed up. That's the Reader's Digest version. But I beat myself up for a number of years because if I had done what, uh, you know, stuck with it, got that job, and if all things worked out, that's the key there. If everything had gone well, 
which I have no idea whether it would have or wouldn't. I tell myself, well, I could have retired, could have been retired by now on a government pension, and life would be great. But see, I can't go back, so I don't know all that. I don't know what would have happened if I had stayed in that job. I don't know what would have happened. I could have been picking up some mail from the post office and got hit by a big old semi on the highway, and Bobby wouldn't be talking to you right now. So uh, why do we do that to ourselves? So rather than make it the worst thing and beat myself up, I thought, well, let me let me rewrite history. There's a lot of that going on around, isn't there? So my story is that it worked out for the better because I'm where I am now and I wouldn't be here if I had stayed. I don't know where I would have been, but I know right now I'm happy where I am. I've made a lot of other life choices that I wished I hadn't, coulda, shoulda, wouldas, you know, that there. I think I did an episode on that. Maybe if I haven't, I'll look. And if I haven't, I'll do one. And if I have, well, I'm going to have to listen to that myself because I just remind myself the shoulda, coulda, wouldas that we do. We don't know what coulda, shoulda, woulda. We can guess. But since we can't go back and since we can't have the makeovers or the do-overs in life and go back to being young, and you know, whatever, we really don't know how it would have turned out. We can say in our history, in our mind, like, Life would have been a whole lot better. Oh, woe is me. My life stinks and I made the worst choices ever. So I say no. (laughs) Bobby says no. Let's say no to that possibility of thinking in the negative. Let's change our perspective and look at it for better. So I am happy where I am in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I love where I am. I love my job right now, which is very unusual (laughs) if you've been listening for any time. love working on things. Mostly I like the camaraderie and the fellows that I'm working with now and the two ladies we have and the fellows that we have in the shop there. A lot of them are military veterans. A lot of them are like-minded people. We get along. We work well together and we encourage each other. And man, that is something. If you can latch onto that wherever you are, don't let go. No. Latch on like a bulldog latches onto a bone. Don't let go of that. It's a good thing. So I really like it. So to think, well, I could have, should have, would about the post office. And when I said I shouldn't have done that, well, I shouldn't have, but I did. And it's done and I can't go back. So I will think of it for the better. I'll think of it in matters or perspective of the better. Let's see. Let me come up with another one. We talked about in a few way back episodes that ah, somewhere in my life I had gone to physician assistant school. I thought, ooh, I was a medic in the military and I did a lot of cutting and sewing and fun stuff overseas like doctor stuff and I was encouraged to go back to school. Doctor school was too long and I couldn't deal with that but I found that PA school or physician assistant school was only two years and I figured, hey, I go two years and then I was going to go out to the reservations out west and I could do physical healing ministry and spiritual ministry is something I wanted to do. Plus the government was going to pay back three years uh, 35000 a year for three years, that would have been almost a third of my debt that I would have incurred or that I incurred while I was at school. However, what happened instead was, as I was going along, and I'll make it a Reader's Digest version, as I was going along, got about halfway done, and all the way through, I kept asking questions. And they kept saying things that made me have the little red flags. You know, that deep down in my knower, I had talked about just do it or don't do it. And when you get down in your in your gut not to do 
something. You ought to listen to that sometime. And I kind of thought at first when I asked God, should I go to physician assistant school? I was thinking, yeah, I answered him before he answered me. And I made up all sorts of reasons and said God was the one that told me to do it. <laughs> so, of course, I blamed him when things went bad. <laughs> he was quick to tell me, I didn't, I didn't even get the answer. You answered for me. So don't be putting that on me. Anyhow, so uh, first thing, the first day of school, what they said was, all you goody two-shoes people out here going to come in here to try to help people, remember, you're here to give them what their insurance affords. Sad but true what some of the medical profession has become. I'm not saying it's all like that, but that's what they said. And I burst my little bubble in my head, my 50-year-old bubble of saving the world and doing good for everybody. Now, I know I could have done good and done all that. But when somebody that you're supposed to look up to and teaching you tells you this stuff, talk about bad first impressions. Anyhow, in the course of the year that I was there, of the two that I was supposed to be, they kept saying stuff and telling us what we were doing, what we didn't do. And I would ask questions and then they would say, you can't do that or you'd lose your license. So I'd ask another question a little bit down the road and get the same answer. Well, the one that finally finished me off and said, hmm, what was I thinking? Sounded like a good idea at the time. But uh, I got to a place where I said, okay. We were doing rounds and we were seeing patients and things, getting ready to go into the clinical part of it. And I asked uh, a question. I said, okay, so let's say I'm working in the ER here and the doc and I have done this procedure oh, hundreds of times together. And I got a patient in the ER getting fixing to die and the doctor is stuck in traffic, can't make it. And I can save the guy's life because I know how to do the procedure. What'll happen? And they said, well, you'll lose your license. And I said, but I said, save the guy's life. And the instructor said, that doesn't matter. What matters is you go by the rules. You got to go by procedures. You got to go by the rules or you're going to lose your license. And I thought, well, I thought I was here to learn how to save lives and to help people and not just follow rules. I'm getting, don't get me wrong. Following rules are very important because there are people that don't know what they're doing that don't follow rules and bad things happen. But what if it was uh, something like I said, and you know what you're doing, and you got to think of what's the best thing to do, and then do what's the best thing to do. Sometimes we have to make decisions based on that, not on, on uh, well, I don't want to go too far with that, because then you say, Bobby said we can break all the rules. No, Bobby's not saying that. Bobby's just saying sometimes the, the law of love oversees the law of everything else. So anyhow, you take that or leave that or do whatever you want with it. But with this particular case, I thought, hmm, so... I'm going to lose my license probably because I know me, I know myself, and I know that if I finish school, I'll be $300,000 in debt or so, and i probably lose my license in the next year or so because I want to work in trauma areas, and uh, then I won't even be able to pay for the school that I went through, which I left and had to pay anyhow. <laughs> which is another subject and another episode of when they were going to just pay off everybody's student loans. I paid mine off, so that's another episode. But anyhow, so I figured, well, I'm only halfway in half of the amount in debt. I'm going to lose my license anyway. Now, I know that's just one of those what-ifs, coulda, shoulda, wouldas, might have, and I don't know if that was going to happen. But sometimes, like I said, you just know down deep in your knower, and I know me, that I figured, well, I think I made a bad choice, and 
and I really didn't uh, listen to, I didn't stop and listen long enough to God, because I believe somewhere in there, I believe I felt in my spirit that I was told by the Lord Almighty that I shouldn't just go and get in debt. I should wait until I get a scholarship or something to where it would be paid for, and I wouldn't be getting myself in big debt, because I knew that college was expensive, debt wasn't good, I knew that, and I did it anyway, didn't listen, I wish I'd had my episode back then, but I didn't, <laughs> that's why I'm doing them now, so I can uh, help others learn from my mistakes, so anyhow, so I didn't listen in the first place when I should have been listening, and then I didn't listen when I answered my own thing, and anyhow, so that's one of those that I have beat myself up for years and years and years about, not going, should have gone, better or worse, oh, it was terrible, it was awful, oh, I made a mess, I could have been, could have, should, well, you know what, I will, uh, I have had people disagree with me that I should have stuck it out, and I should have been a PA, and all that, and I don't agree with them, because I know me, <laughs> and like I said, I know I would have done something life-saving, or something that was for the better, and it would have been against uh, some kind of rule, or regulation, or something, and a lot of people lost their jobs during COVID for not bowing to the government mandates and things, so you take or leave that for whatever, we won't get into the politics of that, but politics are kind of goofy, whatever side of the aisle you're on, politics are goofy, and and complicated and sometimes difficult to deal with. So anyhow, rather than think of it in the worst case scenario or for the worst of how life could have been if I'd stuck it out, I think of it for the better. I'm glad I didn't go all the way through and get myself in a position where I would have not been able to do that for very long. But also, I think of Going in the first place, I could have said, well, I wish I never did it. And that was for the worst that I even did it. But I choose. Let's rewrite that story. And the history goes like this. It was good that I went. So the better part of it was I went up to Philadelphia to go to school. My mama was in Massachusetts. Close enough to visit because I always had an excuse when I was in Texas. But far enough away to where... At the time, when I went up there, my mom and I weren't getting along. At least I wasn't getting along in my mind with my mama as much as I should have. But I just happened to be in a place where I could see my mother more often. And we did make amends. So that was for the better. Plus, when I would beat myself up saying, oh, why? For the worst, I picked this and it was the worst thing because should have never come up here. Blah, 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 blah. Now I'm stuck. I love Texas. Now I'm not in Texas. I'm up in Philadelphia. Well, then I'm pretty sure I told the story of my daughter. My youngest had a heart issue. Needed, I'll give you the Reader's Digest. She had a heart issue for 20-something years. They kept saying it was asthma and a murmur. Turns out she had a big old hole in her upper chambers of her heart. And she needed some major, massive heart surgery. And it all came out while we were up in Philly. Happened to be in the place that had the hospital that could do that surgery with the best doctor. They said the best doctor in the United States. Oh, well, you say that for surgery and things. Ah, you might as well say, well, the best doctor in the whole world. So we had the right place, right time, and right doctor for that situation. 
didn't seem to be related to physician assistant school, but it seemed to be related to life and that it turned out pretty good that we were up there and we were up there a whole lot longer than I wanted to be up there wondering why we stuck here. Sometimes we shouldn't ask a lot of questions. There's a scripture that says that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. Sometimes we just, we need to trust the Lord. And I am a believer. I'm not telling you you have to be a believer and I'm not trying to beat on the Bible or any of that, but I'm telling you that I believe and I believe that if you trust God, he knows what he's doing. He knows a whole lot more than we do. He made everything. I don't even understand how I do things sometimes or why I think what I think, but he made me. He knows he has time in his hand. He knows. And so I, I don't ask those questions as much and that's what helps me with these podcast when I reflect on things and how when we look at things, I'm trying to be a better person. I'm trying to share with you how uh, my life has progressed and got better, and I'm hoping that it will help you as well. So there's things in our life that we could say it was worse. It was for the worst. I did that, and it was for the worst. It was horrible. But if we look at it, we can rewrite our story by looking at it through a different lens, looking at it through the positive lens, looking for the things like a I said, when you're inspecting in the military and looking for the bad things or being a medic, looking for the wounds, you'll find them. But if you're looking for the good things, the shiny shoes, the healthy body, the good heartbeat, the wonderful blood pressure, you're looking for those things and you're looking for the beautiful mountains and you're looking as you're driving down the highway, instead of looking at the asphalt, you're looking at the mountains and the streams or when you're walking real fast from point A to point B and you, as the saying goes, stop to smell the roses and appreciate it or what I'm doing right now, I'm sitting in a beautiful chair that my wife got from her folks. They're looking out my apartment, a patio window. I'm looking at a beautiful mountain, some beautiful trees and I'm I'm looking at the fence where we have a little around our little patio and there's some little birds that just keep landing on the fence. Yeah, and I'm appreciating that. So for the better, we could say, hey, we don't have a house and oh, that's the worst thing ever. But no, I'm choosing to look at it from the perspective of for the better. For the better right now, we're in a nice place. We're in a beautiful area. Uh, we have jobs and there's food on the table. Life is uh, better right now. Uh, it's better than worse because <laughs> be worse. I know people say it could be a lot better. Well, yeah, and it could be a lot worse. There's always somebody better in a better situation than you, and there'll always be someone in a whole lot worse situation than you. I don't know who the person is in this universal world that is the worst and who is the best, but I am going to focus on where I am and how it affects me and mine. I know that sounds selfish, but sometimes you just got to take care of yourself because if you don't, well, no one else will, and if you don't take care of yourself, how are you going to take care of others? There is the saying of love your neighbor as yourself and I am coming into that for the better and not for the worse. For the longest time I thought it was selfish and evil and bad to love yourself. Well yeah if you do it in the wrong way I'm the best I'm arrogant I'm conceited maybe you've known a few people in your life baby boomers like that. I was one of them and I'm changing with the help of God. I'm trying to be a better me and I'm trying to share that with you and I hope that it helps you too. I hope that you are having a better day today than yesterday and I hope you have an even better day tomorrow than today. This is Bobby the Boomer, the baby boomer's buddy, and that's what I have for you today. So I'll just say to you for now, goodbye and God bless.